Like, what are you doing, Lock? <laughs> when he grabbed the screwdriver, I was like, what are you going to do to that speaker, Stupid. Part of me was like, maybe he's going to, like, just take it down and, like, just like disconnect the speaker. Like, oh, man, the fucking smoke detector won't stop beeping. I should change the bed. No, let me just take it off the wall. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, the smoke little alarm in our bedroom kept going off. I just ripped that thing off the You know what's crazy is this might be the longest my notes have been in a while. Not because of like recap, but because I have questions and just stuff I want to talk about. And I don't have any banter. I don't really have any banter either. I can share that I took my C-set this weekend and I passed two of the sections. I don't know about the other two sections yet. But I'm pretty proud of myself because I really thought I failed. Hey, so way to go, kiddo. Th- thanks, other kiddo. <laughs> Younger kiddo. Younger child. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. And as some of the listeners know, if you pay attention, I'm in school right now and I only have one week left for this semester. And I'm nailing it straight A's, so... It's a lot better than the first time I went to college. (laughs) I cut together a TikTok of you making predictions yesterday. It's not out yet. Mm -hmm. And as I was making it, I was just like, I should have fucking done something with like editing. I'm not good at it, but like, could you imagine if I would have like pursued a career in it? Because I like doing it. If I like doing it and I had the education and talent behind it, I feel like I could have like done something with my life. I mean, you still can. I'm 27 going back to school. Yeah, well, not yet. Not yet. Wait till you're 27. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lauren Gets Lost. I'm Zane. I'm Lauren. And today we are covering season two, episode 17, Lockdown. I forgot that was what the name was. That's that's a good name. (laughs) I went into this episode not remembering that the poker storyline happened. So in my brain, I was like, this is basically a bottle episode because they're just trapped in the hatch the entire time. Mm. But it's nowhere near a bottle episode because for it to be a bottle episode, it it can't really advance the plot. Definitely did that. It can't have like as many sets as it did. It also had three storylines going on four if you count the flashbacks. And like basically the entire cast was in it. So definitely not a bottle episode. Well, the thing is Lost technically could never have a bottle episode because they're always doing flashbacks. There's one in season six that like almost is a bottle episode, but like halfway through it, it's like, never mind. We're going to go back to like being a regular episode. Mm. Well, let me just say this episode really was doing something to my heart rate, my anxiety. I was in the middle of it. I was like, this is, I stopped watching shows like this because it, I have such like a, just a bad reaction to shows like this. Like I honestly had to stop watching stressful shows. I'm like, I have enough anxiety just naturally. I don't need to do it to myself on purpose. What was stressing you out? (laughs) (laughs) really uh yeah so i was like we can get into it it was a good episode 
Well, you're a big Locke fan now, so, like, you uh, probably... That was what was so hard for me. Like, honestly, good job on them for getting me, specifically me, I know that's who their target audience is, for getting (laughs) me to being pretty, pretty positive towards Locke and then really stressing me out. What I love about Locke as a character, besides everything, when you told me the other day, or, you know, several weeks ago, <laughs> that you like Locke now. When we were covering Long Con and you said, I really like Locke. I knew the Henry Gale stuff was coming up and I was like, he makes some really questionable decisions. He throws some temper tantrums. I was afraid that you were going to immediately be like, never mind. But what I love about Locke's storyline and his flashbacks is it just shows you how much life beats him down. So anytime he makes a questionable decision or like gets angry and has an outburst, you're like, okay, like I get it. So you have a little more sympathy for him. Like I wouldn't have sympathy for Jack having a temper tantrum like that, even though his story is just as bad, but like Locke especially, is just like, it's like anytime he gets a little progress, somebody comes and kneecaps him. Jack's story is not just as bad. Locke's story is like so bad. It is so bad. Jack, I feel like he has normal people problems like a a shitty dad and like a failed marriage yeah lots of people have that not a lot of people get conned out of a kidney by their dad and somehow end up in a wheelchair which we still don't know how that happened (laughs) i mean and he lost his sister and he was in foster care like that is so beyond jack's problems But no, I mean, he does do some questionable things. And I don't even think they're that bad with the whole Henry situation. I just think Henry's a pretty manipulative dude. And he's just like successful in getting Locke to react. Uh, I will say, I forgot to make a synopsis. I literally just finished the episode. So here's my synopsis. I'm thinking. (laughs) So I feel like a lot happened in this episode. Um, my synopsis, let's, let's go all the way back to when I used to just ramble about what happened in the episode. When shit goes down in the hatch, Locke has to decide if he can truly trust Henry Gale. It's a good one. No, I wasn't done. Oh. While some other people are out in the jungle trying to decide if we can really trust Henry Gale. (laughs) And that's, 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 yeah, a lot happens. This is... This was a good episode. Mm-hmm. It was a fun one. Stressful, too, apparently. Dude, I don't know if it's because... That's not even true. Because lately, I've been doing this thing where... It's funny, because I just listened to episode like 13 or 14. And in that episode, I said, I don't drink a Celsius every morning. Well, now I do. I drink <laughs> a Celsius every morning. But I don't eat breakfast. And like the other day, we had an event at work. And it was like busy and... I had only had a Celsius and I literally, my hands were shaking because I had had no food, but I'd had 200 milligrams of caffeine and it is so bad. And so that's kind of, I was like, maybe that's why, but I drank the Celsius throughout the episode. So I can't even blame that. And I had food today. So I don't know. I think it was just the episode. <laughs> Speaking of the episode, I've got some quick bits. Oh, goody. Number one, this episode was directed by Stephen Williams. Are we surprised? You could just make up a name. You could literally just be like, this episode was directed by George Bush. And you know, he's directed seven other episodes. And I'd be like, 
Yep. You're right. I, fe- I feel like you have to recognize Jack Bender the, and Stephen Jack Williams. Bender, Jack Bender's the only one. It's just because his name's cool. <laughs> never, never heard of Steve, Steve Williams. He's done. He, he's done like every episode you like. As soon as you start saying quick bits, my brain. I was looking at. I was literally as soon as you said quick bits, I was looking at a picture of Izzy on my wall, and I was like, oh, "That's a nice picture." <laughs> Terry O'Quinn, who plays John Locke, is rumored as of like two days ago to have been cast as a major villain in one of the upcoming The Walking Dead spinoffs. I will not say which one, because apparently I spoil the show. I don't think that's a spoiler, but okay. Well, I mean, it, it kind of is. Oh. Like, the, the two characters that the spinoff is about is like a big spoiler. I don't care. <laughs> the numbers popped up a few times in this episode. The safety deposit box was 1516. Henry Gale's street address on the driver's license was 815, and his zip code adds up to 23. And the stationary bike serial number that Locke was on was 0842230. The planes that fly over Locke in his flashbacks are oceanic planes. And lastly, the episode title is a pun. There was a lockdown. Locke was down from his injury, and Locke was down as in depression when Helen left. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's. We start off with a flashback when Locke pulls an engagement ring out of his sock drawer and packs a picnic as Helen asks what she did to deserve it. She also asks if she can help as she reads the obituaries and Locke packs. And Helen says she reads the obituaries because no one says anything mean about dead people, which I thought was funny because then the entire time she thought Anthony Cooper was dead, she just says he's the son of a bitch and like good riddance and shit like that. That is true. Speaking of which, she asked what... John's father's name is and reveals that Anthony Cooper is dead and Locke is stunned. Did you believe this initially? Yeah, I said good riddance. I agree. On the island, we pick up where we left off where Jack immediately asks Henry to redraw the map, but Henry says that it was just a joke. It immediately reminds me of the, it's just a prank, bro. Like you see those videos or like some idiot like pulls a prank and like people overreact but it's like oh you fucking crashed into my car you know that i i have expertly manipulated my algorithm to never show me a prank video i don't want to see that shit it's always staged and it's always terrible yeah prank videos are just not worth talking about moving on henry says that there's nothing out there besides the balloon and he just made the joke because he was frustrated then Locke says it's too late as they're too far gone Jack mockingly says what's done is done, and Locke says that he is right. Then Jack tells him to put him back in the cell and storms off, and Henry asks why he lets Jack talk to Locke that way, causing Locke to stand up, grab him, tell him to shut up, and throw him in the cell, slamming the door shut. And then he leans against the wall and thinks. At this point, I was thinking, is he mad because he agrees like he's mad because oh he's pointing out how jack talks to me or is he mad because he could see that henry is trying to manipulate him or both probably a little of both but i also would get irritated with somebody like saying that to me like why do you let him talk to you that way it's just like why do you fucking care like we're not friends henry you just you just i'm pretty sure you're another yeah i don't know in the jungle Ana lucia suggests that Henry got the placement of the balloon wrong and they should continue searching the other side of the cliff. And Saeed says that they have been searching for three hours and he is certain that it does not exist and calls for Charlie. 
Anna asked why Henry would draw the map if there was no balloon, and Saeed says it was to buy him more time to think of a plan. Charlie calls them and shows them a grave marker, which they think is for Henry's wife. Then Anna Lucia realizes it's not raining where they're standing, and they look up and see a smiley face balloon. Do you remember that last week I asked you twice if there would be a balloon and you said no? Yeah, I remember that I said that. I said, no, there won't be a balloon. But I do think I said, even if there is a balloon, it's I still don't believe him. I think I said that. So at this time, you still didn't believe him? No, I was like, that's a staged balloon. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, I stand by what I said, that this whole thing has been fabricated. I was like, that balloon is staged and that is not his wife in the grave. I said that last week. Okay, well, right. skipping to the end, we know that there was someone in that grave. You still think it's staged? Well, I'll give my theory on it at the end, but okay. I'm not saying, I never thought, oh, they put a balloon in the tree. They used what they had. They created okay. a story based off what was right. there. I do think it's like, after seeing that balloon, I would be like, what are the odds? Because we, we're talking about Rousseau, the Beechcraft, this balloon, and Oceanic 815. It's like four fucking separate crashes on that island. I have a question, and it is jumping way ahead, but I just need to ask because I'll forget. The picture on the driver's license when they're like, this is Henry Gale. Do we know whose picture that is? Do we? A real life person. I'm sure it's just some actor. Maybe it's my needing of glasses, but I, it looks like, oh, uh, what's that guy's name? He's Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's like, when they show me, I was like, is that Neil deGrasse Tyson? I guarantee you it is not Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's what it looked like, though. And you'll have to show me a picture, like, of the ID, like, better, like more close up. Because I bet it doesn't even look like him at all. But to me, I was like, that's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Get your glasses, Lauren. And they're, they're coming a couple weeks. I don't even have problem with long, long distance vision. It's reading. So I have no excuse. Jack asks Hurley where Ana Lucia is and Hurley tells him that they left yesterday. Hurley says that he would be told more things if he was kept in the loop. And Jack says that there is no loop. Then Claire says that Aaron is acting weird again. So Jack takes a look and Hurley again makes a comment about the loop. Jack reaffirms Claire that the fever is gone. And then Libby asks about a sting from a sea urchin, but Jack says that Neosporin would be helpful, and Libby looks at Sawyer playing poker, commenting on the going rate for medicine. And then Jack looks at Sawyer. Neosporin is like my miracle drug. Like, I put that shit on everything. I love it. Hurley talks about the idea of the loop. And we have talked about how there's like the A team, then there's like the B team, and the flow of information. Do you think... They should be like sharing major information like the Henry Gale thing. No, I don't. And actually, here's my thought on this whole loop situation. Hurley is just like, oh, I'm out of the loop. And, and Jack's like, there is no loop. There is. But that's not a bad thing. In, in any like social structure, the people who are the most involved are going to have the most information. So like the people who are always in the hatch doing the work in the hatch the people who are always going out to the jungle like that's the a team and it's just like those are the people that have put themselves in that role so of course they're gonna have the most information like hurley has gone out and done some stuff but he's b team for sure but i i don't think i'm not saying it's a bad thing it's just that's just the natural order of things 
You're right. When it's a natural order, I would agree. But with Henry, the Henry situation, it's not that natural because Jack and Luck are purposely keeping people out of the hatch. Yeah, I'm not even commenting on that. I was commenting on the loop. With the Henry Gale thing, there's no reason other people need to know about that. There's just not. And I don't, I'm not saying it's right or wrong thing to do, but I wouldn't tell anyone. As Locke works out on the bike in the hatch, listening to some music, he hears some faint static coming from the hatch's PA system. Locke stops the music and checks the computer. Static then gets louder, and Locke grabs a tool when a voice comes out. Henry notices it too and asks what's going on. What did you think this was initially? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if, like, you know how they had that radio the one episode? Yeah. I was like, maybe it's that, but I'm like, why would it just randomly come on? I was, I had no idea, but I will say I was creeped out. And if I was locked, I would have just dipped. <laughs> I would have been gone. You, if I randomly start hearing some static noise in my house and a little voice coming through a speaker, moving. Burn it down. Burn it. I like that he like grabs the the screwdriver and like gets up there and like I barely like, what are you doing? Locke? <laughs> when he grabbed the screwdriver, I was like, what are you going to do to that speaker? I, that was the dumbest thing. Stupid. Part of me was like, maybe he's going to like just take it down and like just yeah, like disconnect the speaker. Like, oh, man, the fucking uh, smoke detector won't stop beeping. I should change the bed. No, let me just take it off the wall. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Like the smoke alarm in our bedroom kept going off. I just ripped that thing off. the <laughs> We get a quick flashback where Locke and Helen go to the cemetery for Cooper's funeral, and Helen asks if he is sure he wants to go, saying they could still go to the picnic. Locke promises soon after, and then Helen says maybe Cooper left his kidney for Locke, which is hilarious. So I know you hated Katie Seagal's character in Sons of Anarchy. How do you feel about Helen? I think I'm far enough removed from Sons of Anarchy now that it doesn't impact me. She's good. I'd say she's great. Okay. <laughs> no, I Helen has just like such an energy about her that I really enjoy. Helen is who Locke needs in his life. She's perfect for him. All the more reason to cry. Yeah. They are the only two people to attend, but Locke notices that two people are watching them. The priest then finishes the ceremony as Locke notices a car in the distance, and the priest asks if he would like to say anything. Locke says that he forgives him, and the car drives away. Why the fuck did he forgive him? I don't think that's for Anthony Cooper. That's for him. That's his closure. Yeah, I I get it because you like you don't want to hold on to that forever. But like I would just, I would just like I would have said something more like I I let you go or something like that. Yeah, but I just think once again it's just for him. It's just something yeah. he needed to say. He might not even feel it, but. Back in the hatch, the PA system has a faint countdown as Henry asks what's going on. Locke tells him to shut up as the countdown continues. Henry suggests that he gets Jack, which pisses Locke off, and he tells him to shut up as the blast doors come down. Locke grabs a crowbar and just gets it under the door before it fully closes, and Henry is spooked and asks what happened. What was your initial reaction to the lockdown, essentially? Just a lot of, like... That's so creepy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, just, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was pretty much my reaction. (laughs) This would be my nightmare. I would be uncomfortable in the hatch as is, just because it's underground. But then to be trapped in there. Like, in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. 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 
Hurley, Sawyer, and Kate are playing poker as Jack tells Hurley that Sawyer has him beat and tells him to fold. Kate asks what she has, and Jack says that she is just playing for fun. Jack goes to leave, and Sawyer takes the bait and challenges Jack to a game. Jack says he needs to get back to the hatch, but Sawyer tells him the hatch is not going anywhere, and Jack agrees, and Sawyer deals him in. Why did I feel like Kate was a little pick-me-girlish here with the I just play for fun? Um, I disagree. Maybe I disagree because that's, like, what I would be like. Yeah, you know what? What other reason is there to play poker on the island? Like, they're playing for fruit. Oh, I lost yeah. all my fruit. Let me just go pick some more. I mean, of course they're doing it for fun. What else are they going to do? Just I don't think Sora was it. completely doing it for fun. Yeah, but that I don't think he ever thinks anything is for fun. It's He's entertaining himself. That is fun. Yeah. I have thoughts. I was just sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, what caused the doors to go down? Like, clearly something happened. It triggered it, like a lockdown situation. I was like, yeah. there must be, okay, shut up. I'm thinking, <laughs> this is like a thought process. And I'm thinking like, well, what was it? Because we don't have any indication as to what that was. And then I'm thinking like, when they first get into the hatch and Desmond seemed to have like, a specific reaction to when they crashed. I'm wondering if like the lockdown happened to him when the, when the plane crashed, if there's something that there's like a sensor somewhere on the Island that causes it. And like, I I don't know. I I just think it's interesting. So you think that the reason Desmond reacted to the, the flight crashing 44 days prior was because the lockdown happened that same day. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, maybe there was a lockdown that day, and he was like, why did that happen? And then he's, and he's, then they're like, oh, 44 days ago, and he's like, oh, 44 days ago, we had a lockdown. Like, I don't know. I'm just just speculating. Okay. In the hatch, the lights start flickering, and Henry asks what is wrong, as Locke tries to lift the door with the crowbar. Locke tells Henry that nothing is wrong. He gets it, like, maybe an inch off the ground, and that itself is impressive. (laughs) There's no way. How would he even? No, just no way. No way. I mean, there's like leverage and like gears and shit. Leverage and gears and shit. Well, like, how does a door go up? I'm just saying that the weight of that door, and I didn't pay enough attention to see if the crowbar was like flat to the floor or if there was part that was lifted up because with the weight of that door, how would you even get your hands under it to like well, he, lift up? I think he got his hand under like the bend part of it that was sticking okay. out. So he like used that as a handle. Even so, I, I really just feel like the crowbar would just have bent, not lifted. I mean, whatever. I also have a comment to make about the barbell that they used. That was the shiniest, cleanest barbell. Well, there's like, not much to do down there. Desmond probably polished it a few times. Yeah, I guess. We get a flashback where Locke finishes inspecting a house for... Nadia! What was your reaction? I, that's Nadia. That was my <laughs> reaction. Why do you think that she popped up here? Just to remind us who she is? Just to once again showing us how interconnected these characters are. Because, like, obviously that's where Saeed was going, was to find her in California. Because that's where she went in, like, hiding or whatever. So they're just like, oh, interesting. (laughs) 
She asks the status of the house, and Locke says that she and her husband have a nice house. Claudia says that she does not have a husband, and he goes to leave. So I, she, I, she's single. I guess that was just to show us, like, oh, Saeed still had a chance or whatever, but I didn't love it. Because no? the only really, the two reasons that he would have made those comment, that comment is he was flirting with her and wanted to see if she had a husband. And he wouldn't be doing that because he's literally about to go propose to Helen. Or two, he's just being a typical man, assuming she could not buy a house by herself. Or three, letting us, the audience, know that she's single. Yeah, but that's not, like, that's the outside reason. But the inside the show reason is that Locke doesn't think a woman can be independent or financially successful on her own. Or maybe he's like, I got a buddy that I really like Nadia. Yeah, whatever. As Locke leaves, he notices the car from before, and he approaches it, and lo and behold, Anthony Cooper is alive. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. If you see in my notes, I was in the middle of typing, because I saw the car, and the car was the one at the funeral, and we also saw those, like, those suspicious-looking guys at the funeral, so I was in the middle of typing. My guess is that Anthony Cooper owes some bad people some money because my theory was he owes people money and they went to the funeral to be like who showed up who can we then go after to like get what's owed to us or whatever and i literally was in the process of typing money and that's why it's m-o-n gets cut off and i then i put in all caps what the fuck (laughs) because that's when he rolls down the window and it's anthony cooper and i was like what i was shocked I would say Locke was, too. I was probably more shocked than him. He hits him with the hello, son, which pisses me off. Like, you can't keep calling him. I like I know that's his son. But like you have already said, like. You were a victim of being conned like that is not your son. Just drop it. It's such like a minimal thing. But like it's shit like that, that probably gets to Locke and he does the things that he does. Well, that's why he did it, because he needs another favor from him. And he gets it. So they go to a bar, and Locke asks what he wants. And Cooper tells him he knows what he did was wrong. And Locke says that he could have just asked him for the kidney, and then takes a shot. He asks again what he wants, and Cooper explains that he faked his death to avoid the two men from the funeral. He took them for $700,000. He put the money in a safety deposit box, and he needs Locke to get it for him. Locke laughs, but Cooper tells him that he wants to take 200000 saying he knows it won't make up for what he did, but it's a start. He tells Locke where he is staying and when he is leaving, with or without the money. He says that if he doesn't show up, he will understand, as Locke stares at the key. What did you think was going to happen after this? I thought he would do it. Because I was like thinking, I'm like, I guess that makes sense how he could finance that trip to Australia later on. But I thought he's going to do it. And we know that he's not with Helen anymore. So somehow that's going to end up with like Helen and him not being together. I wasn't sure how. And I also thought somehow his dad's going to screw him over again. Did you think he was going to wind up in a wheelchair in this episode? You know, no, I didn't. I'm still waiting for it. But there was too much going on in this episode. I just thought I, I wasn't even it's not even where my head was. The last time we had a lock episode orientation, did you expect it then too? 
Well, it wouldn't be two because I just told you I didn't expect w- would it. Would you? Did you expect it then? Yes, I did. Okay. So when you hear Locke episode, you think maybe we'll get the answer? Or do you think they're going to, like, hold out on us for a while? I didn't even think about it this time. Honestly. Like, before I did. But I think I'm just... There's so much other things going on. I also forgot it was a Locke episode until I started the episode. I hadn't really thought about it. I had a lot going on this week. Yeah. So now that I know what you thought was going to happen, you're now John Locke. What would you do? I'd say, fuck you. I'm not doing anything for you. Good answer. If it were me, when he says, I want you to take 200,000, I'd be like, uh, I'll take as much as I fucking want and give you the rest. It's like, we're going to split this. If I went and got the money, I'm not giving him anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I would, I just, would never he gave you the key. I'd just sit on it for a while. Yeah, because he said, oh, I'm leaving regardless of what happens. Like, wait till he leaves and then go get the money. I would never go get the money. Stuff like that just stresses me out. Just, I would never go. Yeah. Locke tells Henry what happened and how they are trapped. And Henry asks if he tried prying the doors open. Locke suggests that they both could try and ask for Henry's help. Henry says that he will just be locked back up if he does help. And Locke says that, yes, he will. Then Henry says that he needs Locke's word that he will not allow his people to hurt him. Locke says that if he's telling the truth, he doesn't need to worry. But Henry says that things have happened to them and they are looking for someone to blame. He again asks for his word that he will protect him no matter what. And Locke opens the door and asks Henry who he is. Henry tells him that he crashed on the island just like him. And Locke gives him his word. Okay, when he said those three statements, I'm Henry Gale. I'm from Minnesota. I crashed on this island just like you. I was like, those three things could be true and he could be an other. Obviously, we learned that's not his name. So I guess my thought is stupid and done with. But he could have crashed on this island. All of the others could have crashed on this island years ago. He could have originally been from Minnesota. Like he, There could be a good lie has some truth in it. You know what I mean? So I was like, that could be true. Obviously, it wasn't. His name's not Henry Gale, but... You know, whatever. The other thing was he was pretty stressed out when he's like, what's going on? What's going on? And I was thinking maybe it's because he actually knows about this hatch because he's an other. And he's like, oh, shit, this is not good because maybe he knows more than than we know. So going off that a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the possibility of Desmond being an other. If you think. Henry knows more about this hatch. Are you sticking with that theory or are you just saying because he's on this island, he knows about it? Or did you forget remember. that you thought this? <laughs> I don't remember saying that. So uh, I, it's not so much that you came up with that. It was you were saying, I think the others somehow orchestrated the plane crash. But you also think that the hatch's giant magnet or is what caused the plane crash. So I was like, do you think Desmond had something to do with it? And then you were like, no, or do I? And then you started questioning everything. I don't know what I think. I just say things, just say things. And I don't remember what I said. So I don't even remember anything that you just said to me right now. So <laughs> um, let's just go with, I don't know. All right. Simply put, how much do you think the others have to do with the swan hatch? I think the others are like rooted somehow in Dharma. 
that they like were Dharma and maybe they broke off. They're like Dharma defectors. They have Dharma shit. Like they have Dharma medicine and stuff like that. So clearly at some point in time, they had to have known about this hatch and, and whatever, but they don't use it anymore. So what's up with that? You know, I, I have no idea. So Henry's out of the cell. Was this a dumb move? I, I don't think so. I think it was risky. And like, but like, how else? Well, the thing is, the thing is, if John was smart, they ended up having to crawl through the vents to get to the button anyway. He would have just left Henry in there, crawled through the vents, did the button, and like, he wouldn't have had to get pinned. Oh, God, I can't even with that. I'm wondering if maybe, like, Henry, I feel like Henry's smaller than Locke. So I feel like maybe his like initial idea was, I can't fit through the vent. So like, no, I don't think that was his initial idea. I think his initial idea was just, let's just get these doors up. I don't really think that he was thinking about vents at all. The vents were a backup plan. Hmm. I get it. <sighs> I don't know this. Oh my God. This whole thing stressed me out. Were you, worried, were you worried about the button at all? No. So you were just worried about them getting out. No, I was just like, I wasn't worried until Locke gets pinned under the door. That's when I started like freaking out. Well, actually, that's not true because when they were putting the door up, I was like, to what end? I was like, this is a horrible idea. I'm like, they're going to try to put someone under there and the door is going to fall on them. That's exactly what I thought. And like, as I was watching them do this, I was like, no, I hate it. I hate it. Stop doing it. We're not there yet. I know, but I'm just, you know, we never go in order. So we go back to the poker game in which Jack has been cleaning up and has almost all the fruit. Kate and Hurley fold, but Sawyer won't let Jack get in his head. Jack tells him to call her fold and Sawyer is confident and makes a cool hand Luke reference. Great movie, by the way. But Jack's Kings Wired beats Sawyer's Pocket Queen set. I don't know how poker works. I played poker like one time and I was really bad at it. Our dad will go on a, a mancation with his friends every year and they play poker. And dad says that he will just go all in just so he can stop playing poker. <laughs> See, I was the opposite. I would like minimum bet. Like I'm never raising. I just want to hold on to my money as long <laughs> as possible until I slowly run out and then I'm out. <laughs> Kate laughs and Jack says that he has all the fruit, but Sawyer wants to keep going and tells Jack to name some stakes. Jack laughs and says that it's just a pile of fruit, and Sawyer says that he wants it back. Kate asks if she should get a ruler, so Sawyer kicks the peanut gallery out and asks for one more hand and asks what it will take. The medicine. All of it. Yeah, I saw that coming. Except in my notes, I said specifically the Neosporin, but like I should have realized it was going to be all more I'm than just getting Neosporin. that Neosporin for Libby. <laughs> I really did think that, but I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Medicine. Why do you think Sawyer is just so determined to beat Jack? Oh, exactly what Kate alluded to. Just macho men be doing macho men stuff. It's it's funny because like he already bested Jack with the long con. Like what more like he has nothing to gain and all to lose. It's just because he can't possibly lose. Like it's just testosterone. Back at the hatch, they lift the door up enough 
to get the bar from the weight set under it. Cleanest bar I've ever seen in my life. Then they lift the door up and the lights start to flicker. Henry starts to lose his grip, which is me. Anytime I am moving furniture, I will just start saying, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Putting it down. Putting it down. And Locke tells him to get the toolbox. Henry gets it under and Locke immediately decides to go under. And this is like when we were kids and our grandparents' back window was not going up. So grandpa put his hand in there to pull it up and immediately crushed his hand in the window. It's like we knew it was going to happen. It happened and it was horrible. And the second Locke goes under, I'm like, this is a bad idea. Oh my God, my heart. was horrible so yeah the door crushes the box and i guess like the little lock thing pierces Locke's leg Locke tells him to stack the weight plates under the door to stop the pressure on his leg and then henry tries to pull him out but the door is in his leg see i didn't know that the peg had gone through his thigh until he started pulling him i thought it was just the pressure kind of like crushing his legs and i was like Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like freaking out. And then when I saw the thing through his thigh, I was like, I am done. I hate this. I was, this is when I was like, I, I purposely don't watch TV like this. I watch Love Island. The stakes are low. Like, Please don't do this to me. Henry says that they can just wait for someone to come saying it's only a matter of time. But Locke tells him that they do not have time. So obviously now the button is like, top concern also i want to point out that like when this episode started there was like 44 minutes on the timer so you mean to like all this happened in like under an hour yeah but there was that cut in time because it's like i don't know when we saw the the time like right right before the doors came down Locke initially checked the computer because he thought that was what was causing the noise it was like 44 minutes Okay, then that's just stupid because this has literally been like five minutes, like not even. He goes and he checks this, the thing and then it all goes down. So that that's dumb. That's really dumb. They need to be better. Yeah. Like I, I could understand from the Hatch's perspective, maybe there was just like a lot of cutting out when they were just laying there. <laughs> but like the, the poker segment, that's that. There's no way that took 40 minutes. Yeah, I I guess maybe they did just lay there for 40 minutes, but I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't have, they should have made it shorter. They should have been like, oh, there's still, there's just 10 minutes left until the button, not 40 more, 44 minutes. Like that's I could have bought like 20. So what would you have done <laughs> if you were in this situation? Now, keep in mind, you got to account for the button. Am I lock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess just what he did, like have him go, push the button like what can you do you're literally nailed to the floor (laughs) (laughs) so we get another flashback where Locke goes to the bank for the safety deposit box and the bank manager just leaves him alone so he can collect the money then he goes home and tells helen to put on her sunday best so he can take her out but helen shows him the two men are there we are introduced to jimmy bain as Locke tells him that he did not have a relationship with his father But Jimmy asks him if he has seen Anthony Cooper since he died. Then Jimmy suggests that he isn't dead because Locke didn't seem upset at all. So Helen gets in Jimmy's face saying Cooper was a son of a bitch and that they were there to get on with their lives and let him go. She then kicks them out and Jimmy asks what is in the bag and Locke tells him it's just things from work. 
So Jimmy asks if he can look. Hemlock hands it to him. The big unnamed man dumps it out on the table, and it's as he said. Jimmy then thanks them for the coffee and leaves, and Locke asks Helen if she is okay, and Helen asks if he lied, and Locke says that he was scared, and Helen hugs him. Okay, here's the thing. Didn't Anthony Cooper say that this money came from him conning someone out of out of their retirement money? Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. Do those two guys look like two people that were worried about their retirement investments? No. <laughs> they no. look like two common thugs. They look like two bookies that he owed money to. And that's like... Now, the... I don't know where the money would have come from. I'm telling you, that was not a retirement scheme. That is not where that money came from. He's lying. He was just trying to go with like the most, not that that's good to scam people out of their retirement money, but I feel like he just gave John like a, a more tame version of what this money is because those two people, absolutely not. No way. I mean, they're they're like in their home shaking them down like that. It seems like it could have gotten violent. Yeah, th- that was not unless like he's in cahoots with them. I just there's more to this and I don't think we'll ever get it. No, but that was not true. Do you think Helen knew at this point that it was a lie? Well, I think she just knows Locke well enough to kind of read him in this situation and know that like she probably looked at him and was like, he is not shocked enough about these two people being here shaking us down. Like she can probably tell, okay, there's something he's not telling me. On the island, Sawyer asked Jack where he learned how to play cards, and we learned it was in Phuket. Sawyer asked why he was in Thailand, and Jack is surprised that he knows where that is. Sawyer says because he dropped out doesn't mean he's an idiot. And Sawyer then asks if that is where he got the tattoos on his shoulder. Jack catches on to what he's doing and tells Sawyer to redeal this time from the top of the deck. And Sawyer smiles, saying he had to try. So Jack really had Sawyer's number in this one. Yeah. What? Are you expecting me to give him a hottie of the week? Yeah. I'm guessing because you didn't do a synopsis, you also didn't assign someone hottie of the week. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> um, it was between Jack and Sawyer. Like, I did think about hottie of the week while I was watching it. And... We will go ahead and give it to Jack. I mean, yeah, he had Sawyer beat on, like, every maneuver this episode. Yeah, definitely. So we're currently sitting at Saeed in first place with Jack and Sawyer tied behind. In the hatch, Henry stares at Locke and asks what the button does. Locke says that they are not sure, and Henry asks how long they have until he goes off. Locke says not long and tells him to go through the vent. Henry admits to trying to go through the vent before, but it was bolted shut. And Locke tells him about the pantry vent. Henry suggests that they wait, but Locke says that the alarm will go off any minute. And he tells him that he trusted him. Now it's his turn to trust him. And the button has to be pushed. He tells him the number sequence and Henry repeats it back, goes into the pantry and starts climbing. He reaches for the vent and then falls in his unconscious and the alarm starts going off. Let me tell you, jumping ahead a little bit, slash not. He said that number to him one time. He repeats it back. He falls, passes out, comes back into consciousness, crawls through a vent, and still remembers that number. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, he already knew the number. Or 
This show is just not realistic because <laughs> there's no way. Do they still have the post-it note on the computer that tells them the number, though? Maybe. I like to think that they did. There's no way. Uh, I still don't know the numbers. Go ahead. Give them to me. Four, eight, 16. Nope. No. Four, eight, 15, 16, 24, 42. So close. Again, it's your birthday. 23! 23! <laughs> <laughs> you know why? It's because all of the numbers are like divisible by four. Including 15 and 23? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's why I forgot 15 and 23. I was only thinking about the numbers that are divisible by four. Okay, so 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Mm-hmm. Is 42 divisible by four? 40 is and 44 is. Yeah, so no, never mind. I'm just, just 4, 8, and 16 are. So half of the numbers, whatever. Doesn't matter. And what do they all add up to, Lauren? 108. There you go. So not including the fact that Henry's unconscious, why wasn't the plan to just go through the vent from the beginning? Like, It really bothers me that we went through the whole door shenanigans and ended up going to the vents. It's what I said. I've, I've said that. I agree. Yeah, I'm just I'm just following what I wrote down. <laughs> mm-hmm. On the beach, Libby asks what's going on as Hurley and Kate watch the poker game. I love that Hurley has a pair of binoculars for just maybe like 20 yards. I don't even remember that happening. <laughs> I, did, I didn't put it in the notes. I just watched the episode. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't even remember the scene at all. They're just, like Libby walks up. She's like, what's going on? They're watching the game and Hurley says that. Jack and Sawyer are finally going to beat each other up. I don't remember that even a little bit. That's when Sawyer raises Jack's bet with amoxicillin, which Jack asks if he even knows what that is. Sawyer says that he got an STI in Tallahassee, causing Jack to laugh and then go all in. Sawyer says he wants him to fold. Jack says he won't because people are watching and he doesn't want them to see him lose. Sawyer calls and Jack shows that he has a pair of nines. Sawyer is outraged that he pushed in with a pair of nines, but it was still better than Sawyer's hand. As Jack leaves, Sawyer asks why he didn't ask for the guns as his stakes, and Jack says when he needs the guns, he will get the guns, and walks away. What do you think Jack meant by that? I I don't really think there's a deeper meaning. I think he said what he meant. Could it possibly be that Jack thinks the same thing you and I think? That in an actual emergency, Sawyer would play ball? I don't think that's what he means. I think Jack's just like, I'm better than you. And just the same as I got the medicine, I'll get the guns. That's all he's saying. In the hatch, the alarm continues to go off as Henry finally comes to. Locke tells him to get into the vent now. So Henry climbs in. Now the alarm is under a minute. Locke tries to lift the door himself and calls for Henry again. And then we get a flashback. Locke arrives at the motel and knocks on Cooper's door. Cooper lets him in, and they divide up the money. Cooper asks about Helen. He calls her pretty, and Locke tells him about his plan to propose. Cooper congratulates him and hands him his share, and Locke says that he didn't do it for the money. Cooper asks why he did, and Locke just looks at him. Then Cooper tells him he has to go, and he says bye, and as he leaves, Helen is at the door. If he didn't do it for the money, then why? For fatherly love. That's so stupid. You do it for the money. Do it for the money. He doesn't love you, Locke. 
You know what? Honestly, I know that's not why Helen left him, but if if she had known that, she would have double left him. <laughs> I don't understand why he does it. The last time Cooper was in his life, like the, the two times that we've seen him interact with his father, he lost to Kitty and he almost lost Helen like up front. And now he did lose Helen because of him. Just like fucking let it go, John. Yeah, he cannot. You talking about Jack can't let stuff go? Locke cannot let stuff go. She asks if he is Anthony Cooper and then slaps him. She asks how he could come back. And she says that they were moving past this and leaves. Locke chases after her. He tries to explain, but Helen says he lied and made his choice. That he needs his father's love more than hers. And Locke says that that's not true. And he loves her. He stops her from leaving and tells her that he can't live without her. And then he proposes. She shakes her head no and gets in the car. She's crying. She drives away, leaving Locke still on his knee. And as the car pulls away, Locke sees Cooper getting into a taxi, leaving him too. Locke is then left alone as an oceanic plane flies over his head and he closes the rain box. How sad were you? I was sad, but at the same time, I was just frustrated. I was like, Locke, you did this to yourself. Like, of course, your bitch ass dad was going to leave you. And of course, she's not going to put up with this. I was fully team Helen. If you were Helen, was there anything he could have said to? No, because she's seen this cycle. She thought they were through this. They're not through it. No, there's nothing. It sucks. And I do feel like the problem is she'll never know. Like, she'd be like, the only reason you're letting it go is because he left you again. Like, if if his dad didn't just keep abandoning him, he would just keep doing this shit. It was a very cringy proposal. Oh, God. I was like, not the time. <laughs> not the time. It's like a bad accident. I couldn't look away. In the hatch, Locke calls for Henry as the alarm stops and the faint noise of the clock spinning begins. That same noise from the episode one of them, that clinking noise, it starts up, but then very quickly dies down and the clock stops spinning and then there's a blue light that turns on and there's an image on the door on top of Locke. A Dharma symbol with a question mark in the middle. Writing and images all over, Locke looks at it intensely trying to study as much of it as he can when the blue lights turn off, the lights come on, and the door raises up. So we're going to have to talk about this door for a little bit. Yeah, I figured. First reaction to it. Just, What? What did you notice about it? Not anything profound. I just, it was like written and it was written secretly. What details do you remember, if any? Did you pause it or did you just let it happen? I just let it happen because I was like, I I should watch this authentically. If they wanted me to know every detail of this, they would give me more time with it. So all I know was like, okay, there's like question mark. And then there was like stuff around it. Maybe like an arrow. <laughs> That's all I got. I didn't read anything, not a single word. And I don't really remember anything specific about it. Oh, of course you have it in your Lostopedia thing. Okay, that's a lot. Okay, oh, it's the different, it's the different sites, maybe. I am here in the swan. There's kind of a glare. That's oh. all you get. Okay, so here's my, like, 
prediction. Remember how I said that I think the others are like hatch, not hatch, like Dharma defectors? Yes. I think like whoever was in this hatch, whoever wrote this was like, they were persons stationed there. And then they started to like question everything. And then that's what this whole thing. And maybe that's like how the others got started. I don't, I don't really know. Who do you think created the map? Somebody who was stationed there. Could it be Kelvin? uh, Well, Kelvin died there. Maybe, I mean, could be Desmond. Because, like, he didn't really know that much about Dharma. He wasn't a Dharma person. I I guess if we believe his story, which I do kind of remember being like, oh, I guess that could have been not true. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't really, like, my guess actually is going to be that it was Desmond only because, like, we know him. You know what I mean? I don't really, I don't know. I don't know. Stop trying to make me guess things. You got a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. Yeah. But that's just loss in general. Locke pushes himself to the center and calls for Henry again. He crawls into the dome and there is no sign of Henry. He calls for him again and then Henry stands behind him. Locke says that he came back. And Henry asks if he thought he was just going to leave him there. But the whole flashback storyline, him saying, you came back, was just like heart-wrenching. He asks if Locke can stand and after a brief hesitation, Locke says yes. And Henry helps him up. Locke then thanks him for not leaving. So at this point, before the big reveal, how are we feeling about Henry Gale? Uh, I, I like, like, I felt good about him. He helped um, Locke and he could have ran, probably should have ran, but clearly he still wants to infiltrate. It was just like, probably, probably a decent guy. Still didn't believe his story, though. What do you think ended the lockdown? Probably just the button, putting the stuff in. Or, or... Henry knows some additional shit and he was lying when he was like, I don't know. I just put in the button and, and it was all good. Mm-hmm. <gasps> no, that doesn't make sense. What? I was just like, okay, going back to my original guess of like, okay, they put the, that, that the lockdown happened when the plane crashed. I'd be like, okay, that happened to Desmond. And then the blue light would have come on. And maybe that's when he could have like put in all that stuff. But then I'm like, I don't know about that. I feel like whoever did that just knows how to turn the blue light on and just, I, I really don't know. I need to stop guessing. I'm, I'm definitely wrong. Kate follows Jack to the jungle, asking if she can join him to the hatch, wanting a shower. And Jack lies saying that the plumbing is busted. Kate says that she wasted a trip, but she is glad that he beat Sawyer. Jack offers to walk her back, but before she can say yes, they see a blinking light in the jungle. They approach and find a parachute and a pallet full of food. Dharma food. And then Saeed, Ana Lucia, and Charlie come out of the jungle, and Charlie asks what the pallet is, but Jack asks what they found. Before we go into that, what is this pallet, Lauren? Well, I told you. I was like, how are the others getting supplies? Like, how do they have stuff? I think this answers our question. They're getting drop shipments where did it come from? Dharma. Where did it go? Cotton Eye Joe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In the hatch, Henry puts Locke down and props his leg up. Locke asks what he did, 
to end the lockdown, and Henry says that he just pushed the button, but nothing happened besides the clock flipping back. He got into the vent, and the lights were out, and about 10 seconds later, the doors went up. Locke asks if it was just random, and Henry says that it's his hatch. But then the gang arrives, and Jack tells Henry to back up as Saeed aims a gun at him. Jack slams Henry into the wall, and Locke tries to defend Henry, explaining the lockdown. Henry asks that they found the balloon, and Anna and Saeed say they did find it. And Saeed tells them that he found the grave. All of his story was there, but he still did not believe him. So he dug up the grave and found not a woman, but a man. And he shows him a driver's license belonging to Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> look up a picture of that license and tell me it doesn't look like Neil deGrasse Tyson. He shows him the picture... Or he shows him a driver's license belonging to Henry Gale. So Henry drops the mask and stares at Jack. He couldn't have possibly thought that they were just going to see the gravesite and be like, yep, I believe him. Like, of course they were going to look. It makes me think of the, uh, oh, Lauren, it looks nothing like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Please send For me For one, this man is bald. Oh, Lauren. Please send me a picture. Guys, we're going to put up um, on our socials, we're going to put up a side-by-side of Neil deGrasse Tyson and real Henry Gale. I still have yet to see. Ah! What? What'd you do? Okay, I'm going to show you on here. You see my my chair. (laughs) It's like the arms. And then there's like... Nothing. I went to adjust myself, but I put my hand right here to push off, and it just went flying through, and I just smacked my hand. I'm just, I just am not having a good day. No. Did you send me Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. Okay. Well, I sent you Henry Gale. Okay. Listen, the facial hair. <laughs> you're right. Now that I can see it up close, it doesn't. Now, in fairness. I, there was a glare on my TV, and I do need glasses. So, if you, if you hold your phone really far away, and you, and you squint a little bit, it looks like Neil deGrasse Tyson. If you hold your phone really far away, maybe like this, (laughs) (laughs) and close your eyes. Look, we're going to put this up. We're going to put it up. A side-by-side of Henry Gale and Neil deGrasse Tyson. And you guys tell me. And then when you look at it, I'm going to need you guys to hold it about 15 feet away from you and squint. And tell me that doesn't kind of look like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Squint, put on a blindfold. Maybe just Google a picture of Neil deGrasse Tyson and look at that. And then tell me it doesn't look like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Listen, if, if any of you listeners, if you wear glasses, take your glasses off. And look, because apparently I need glasses and I don't have them on. So, so then tell me if it looks like him. Let's move on. So what was your reaction to this big reveal? Just kind of like, I think what I put in my notes was, oh, shit. What were you thinking? That. I was thinking, oh, shit. Like, I'm not surprised. I said from the beginning that, like, I know that there's something more with him just from, like, kind of being around the show when you watched it. Uh, I never believed this story. I've always said that he's an other and that, that this is all fabricated. And I was right. They just like fabricated this based off of 
I don't really know. Like maybe someone really did crash their hot air balloon on the island and they just like, oh, that's a great story. And here's the the scene. Let's run with it. I still think he got trapped on purpose. Well, I was going to ask you why you think the others haven't come for him. So you think it's because he got captured on purpose? Yeah, I think he's he's a, just another little plant. How do you think Kate and the rest of the people are going to react to the fact that the Henry is in the hash and no one said anything? They're all going to be mad, but like, get, they'll get over it. What do they do with Henry now? Uh, probably just torture him more. <laughs> I you got to learn like something. He's got to... I don't know. I don't know because it's like he's up to no good. What do you think he's there for? I don't know. Whatever the others want. It's just like another person to infiltrate their group and either steal people or just get information. I really don't know. What do you think Locke's going to do now that he knows about that map? Oh, he's going to try to replicate it. He's or I don't really know how he would do it because like he needs like a a black light, but he's or he's going to probably try to remember as much as he can and like copy it down or something. But there was a lot. There's no way he can like he's definitely going to investigate. What do you think the question mark is? I don't know. Not even a guess? No. Well, you said it looked like it was a map of the other Dharma stations. Yeah. Where was the question mark? In the middle? Mm-hmm. Okay, then maybe there's something in the middle of the island, and they're like, it's the magnet, probably. The Dharma magnet station? Station six, the magnet station? Yeah. Do you think Henry actually pushed the button? Well, yeah. How else would it have stopped? There's that going theory that it's not real. I think he pushed it. Do you think he's been lying about everything except for that? Yeah, I, I still think he pushed it. You're not gonna, like, unless you are telling me that he didn't push it. I think I'm not telling you it. anything. Okay, but you asking the question is like kind of leading me. I never would have considered that he didn't push the button. Final thoughts on the episode, Lauren? Stress me out. Stress me out. I need to go watch Abbott Elementary after this. Well, next week. Not so much stressful episode, actually. I just watched it today. It is pretty stressful. Oh, my God. The thing was, this episode left on such like a whoa that I actually wanted to go watch the next one pretty quick. But I don't know if I can do it. I might need that week break. Who do you think, who do you think it is about? Uh, let's see. Who has it not been about recently? Can we get a Henry Gale flashback? <laughs> the real one, the Neil deGrasse Tyson one. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go like Hurley. I get it right. Fuck you. Fuck you. Just fuck you for knowing that. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Wait till you get the episode title. What is it? Dave. Dave. Yep. Okay. But it's Hurley and Hurley. episode. Yeah. Okay. Dave. Got it. So what's a fun thing that we did for this episode, Lauren? For this episode, Zane and I, recorded ourselves doing kind of like a day in the life of making a podcast. And then we are going to voice over each other's recordings. And you can find that on TikTok and probably Instagram. I unfollowed our Instagram because I kept seeing shit I wasn't supposed to see. And then, do you know what Instagram did to me? It put it back on my page and said, uh, we recommend this for you. And it was a spoiler one, but luckily I, I swiped away. And then I had to be like, I had to like block it. 
I'd be like, I'm not interested in this content because it, I, I unfollowed us and then it showed to me again. I was like, oh my gosh. Well, anyway, you should follow us on TikTok at Lauren Gets Lost Pod, on Instagram at Lauren Gets Lost Pod, on Twitter at Lauren Gets Lost. You should find us on Facebook, Lauren Gets Lost Podcast, and on YouTube where the bloopers are up. They're there. Try to get Andrew to watch them, and he was not interested. <laughs> Lauren Gets Lost Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube. Remember, when we get 100 subscribers, Lauren has to read her smutty fan fiction. I not smutty you stop that i have been taking notes i'm not joking the other day i was driving and i had a thought about it and when i was safely able to write notes down i wrote notes down and so it's happening it is a work in progress i even put in my notes today i was like hmm this rain scene is gonna go great in my fanfic so yeah there's that and the other way you can support us is by giving us Five stars wherever you're listening, leaving us a review, send us a nice DM, spread the word, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your poker buddies. And if you super love us and you're feeling extremely generous, you can use the link in the episode description to donate to our podcast. Or if you just want to give me money. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, that's all I got for you guys. Join us next week for Dave. Thank you for listening to Lauren Gets Lost. This podcast is hosted by and edited by Zane Kohler with co-host Lauren Kohler, produced by Kate Worcester, and our music is done by David Kohler. And remember, they were not dead the whole time.